0: What should we do with it? We? Just saying, that's the Elder Wand. The most powerful wand in the world. With that, we'd be invincible.
1: to Welcome to Storybrooke. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we are almost at the end of season four.
0: Yeah, we are on season four, episode 23, Operation Mongoose part two,
1: or book six part, uh, the last one, part the last one,
0: cheaper by the coven.
1: There's no coven.
0: There's no more coven.
1: It's just cheaper.
0: There's a lot of cheap stuff happening here. But they had to do the dark one venom stuff. There's a dragon.
1: There's a lot of boat stuff. I feel like boat stuff is probably...
0: Boat stuff? I mean, I don't know how it is on the show because it's almost all done with green screen. Mm. But boat stuff is notoriously expensive.
1: So last time on Once Upon a Time, the author and Rumpelstiltskin worked together to create an alternate present where they're all back in fairytale land. But this time the heroes and villains are reversed, but not really. Like... It's the same thing except Regina is Snow White and Snow White is Regina, except without any of the personality or fashion sense.
0: They just swapped their backstories because that's what it means to make villains the heroes, right? You just You, you just give them, them the exact
1: backstory. It's ugh. This is mostly a good episode with some very stupid things in it. Well, but
0: the big reveal at the end of last week's episode was that Emma came over to this alternate reality and has been imprisoned in the tower by Snow White. So now Henry's got the mission, which is to rescue Emma so that she can do her savior shtick and save.
1: Now, Henry has... Turned cool. Henry is the best character in the show now.
0: Just, I mean, that's just where we are right now.
1: Let's be clear about that. (laughs)
0: Do you think, wait, wait, do you think that was what this show was doing, right? Like, it's not that it swapped heroes and villains. That was just a red herring. It just came in and somehow magically made Henry super cool.
1: Could be. Henry has all of the memories of everything that happened. He wasn't written into this story, but he wrote himself into the story.
0: He used the Sorcerer's Apprentice magic key to enter the book. So now this two-part season finale is the inverse of the premiere, right? Henry knew the truth and was bringing Emma from the real world into Storybrooke. Now he knows the truth and is bringing his family out of the story back to the real world. Yes. He's all like, I know you think True Love's Kiss is awesome, but let me tell you about vaccines.
1: Let me tell you about microwaves.
0: Let me tell you about indoor plumbing. The past must smell disgusting.
1: Oh, look yeah, at that. Okay, in the short lived, but I enjoyed it, show Making History. Uh huh. One of the first things everyone from the present does when they go to the past is vomit because the past smells awful. It's a fun show. Anyway, so in this universe, Rumpelstiltskin is not the dark one. He's the light
0: one. The light one, y'all. The Uh, light one.
1: And everyone loves him and they're constantly kissing his butt and telling him how handsome and wonderful he is and how he's so brave and true.
0: Yeah, we see him coming home to his wife, Belle, who is in a yellow dress, because, you know, it's Belle.
1: It's like a floral version of her fancy dress. It's got, like, flower sleeves.
0: Yeah, not floral, like, a floral print. Floral, like, there are chiffon flowers on the sleeves. I'm not a fan.
1: Yeah, it's not a good look.
0: The show is careful to show us that there is a baby there,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which I think is maybe foreshadowing for gay
1: yeah, the baby is conspicuously not named here.
0: Mostly, I'm sure, because they hadn't figured out that plot yet.
1: So the author is sitting in Belle's house and Rumpel's like, so Belle, you're just letting random people into our house with her baby, huh? And she's like,
0: yep. Well, she's a good person. So she just lets people in and gives them water. Wait, now, to now be fair, though, this is a fairy tale world. In a fairy tale world when someone needs water or bread, you give it to them because they are a fairy in disguise.
1: Yeah. It's weird how the author keeps on subverting that.
0: Yeah. Snow White and Charming helped him and were punished for it. That's kinda cool. God, I wish this story were better. There's so much good stuff buried under all of this shit. The author complains about the water, though, to get Belle to leave the room so he can talk to Rumpel alone. And so it's established that Rumpel doesn't know that he's in a fake reality that's been written by the author, which I did not remember if that was the case or not. I feel like if it's a happy ending, you don't enjoy it unless you know for a fact that it's a happy ending. I really think for him to be happy, the author would have needed him to keep his memories.
1: Well, the thing is, this isn't really Stiltskin This is a completely different person with Stiltskin's face and body. I mean, this is this is an entirely different person because the <laughs> author gave him a different personality.
0: But it's not like it's a clone. It's Rumpel. It's just, you know, his entire personality and memories have been altered, so it's not him. But, you know, it's not like it's a clone or a construct or something. It's Stiltskin. I know, I know. You're mm. like, if his memories are gone, is he really him? But it... I just want to disambiguate that it's not like it's a fictional creation that's walking around. Like, the ones we'll see later... Yeah.
1: In the Wishverse.
0: Yes. Because in the Wishverse, we'll see versions of Snow White and Charming who are very distinctly not Snow White and Charming.
1: Uh, (laughs) We'll get to the Wishverse. The Wishverse has its own set of issues. But the author tells Rumpel that, hey, guess what, dude? Literally none of this is real. Your whole life is basically made up. And there are two people who are trying to undo it. An
0: old man and a young kid.
1: Does he say the old man?
0: No, it's Back to the Future.
1: Ah. Yeah, no. The two people who he has to stop in order to keep his present happy reality are Emma Swan, the savior, and Henry uh, Mills, the kid
0: right now to prove that he's legit the author starts talking about secrets that he knows that only rumple would know but the secret that he tells is that he didn't really try to save his son that actually he was cowardly and that's why his son died and now He basically had to rewrite the world so that he wouldn't know that anymore. But that's not a thing that Rumpel knows. So why is he believing this author at all?
1: Well, he does bring up the fact that apparently Rumpel didn't tell Belle about Mila and Belfire.
0: Yeah, he didn't tell Belle that he had a dead son, which is weird. Why would he not?
1: Yeah, because...
0: Especially because in this universe. He has no shame about his son's death. I'm sure he has grief, but not shame.
1: Yeah, he went out to get light magic to save his son from the ogres, but by the time he got back, his son was dead. Like, it's really weird that he didn't tell Belle this. Also, how did he and Belle meet in this reality? I guess he came to help out with the ogres, just altruistically.
0: Yeah, in fact, that, that part of the story actually tracks really well.
1: Yeah. It just seems very odd that he wouldn't have brought up his dead child at any point. And presumably dead wife? I don't actually feel like we get a solid story on what happened to Mila.
0: Well, I mean, we can't, right? Mila wouldn't have left him because he wasn't a coward, and we know from later on in this episode that Mila did not run off with Hook. Maybe Mila died in the ogre attack as well.
1: Yeah, that would that would make sense. So, anyway, the author tells him that, hey, like, in order to maintain this fake world where you're a brave guy everyone loves, you have to make sure that Emma and Henry don't succeed in their mission. You have to kill them. So Henry's trying to get a ride to the island where Emma was imprisoned by Snow White. Because Regina wasn't so much with helping him out. She's like, look, you, you said you've got another mom. Why don't you go get help from her?
0: And Henry's like, all right, I'll go do that thing because I'm a hero now. And he goes to the Jolly Roger and, and tries to get Hook to take him.
1: But what wah he's not Captain Hook. He's Coward Hook.
0: Yeah, he's deck hand hook according to the actual captain blackbeard
1: okay i fucking love this scene so much i love henry henry's so great here
0: henry is amazing now i know you liked weak hook but it didn't do anything for me
1: i like easily panicked coward hook
0: <laughs> yeah so not so much me, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Oh, the Dark Ones definitely got something far worse planned for me than for anyone else because he hates me so much. Rumple doesn't care about you.
0: Literally, I feel like Rumple just forgot to write a part for you, and that's why you're swabbing the decks on the Jolly Roger instead of captaining it.
1: So Blackbeard is the captain of the ship now, which, you know, tracks logically.
0: Yeah, he was originally the captain of the ship.
1: Before Hook took it.
0: Anyway, so- he shows up and he's like... Oh, Hook wants to be a big man. Tell you what, big man. Sword fight me and then you can have it if you can beat me. And Hook's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that because I'm a coward in this universe. Anyway, Henry's like, oh my God, do I have to do every single fucking thing myself?
1: And he just knocks Blackbeard's ass out.
0: (laughs) He knows which part of the rigging to cut to make like a giant pulley swing down and hit Blackbeard in the head. And he is dead now.
1: Oh yeah, Blackbeard's definitely dead. Henry doesn't give a shit. Henry's like, you know what? I'm the most effective character on this show now. Me.
0: He's like, guess what? I know how to sail because back when you weren't whatever this is, you taught me how to sail. Let's go.
1: So there's one guard on the island. There's one guard who's wearing the stupid guard helmet, but there's a point for it this time.
0: You said there's only one guard, like, derasively. But here's some more super cool Henry stuff. Because Hook's like, oh no, a guard. And Henry's like, Yeah, one guard. We can take out one guard.
1: Did you not see me knock out a pirate king like it was nothing?
0: Oh my god, I love Henry so much. Anyway, so they do the thing where Hook pretends that he's bringing Henry in, and Henry's a prisoner, and then when the guard's all like...
1: This is like a 12-year-old. Henry's like, I'm 17, pow!
0: Yeah, basically, they 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 do the Wookiee scene from Return of the Jedi. He he, I almost said Han. He Huck is a lot like Han Solo in that they're both very attractive men who are easily have,
1: panicked have, weirdos.
0: Yes, they're both very attractive men who are easily panicked weirdos and have undeserved reputations for suaveness. Mm. Anyway, Henry even calls this the Wookiee prisoner trick because y'all ABC bought Star Wars. For, yeah. Disney bought Star Wars. Disney owns ABC.
1: Disney owns everything.
0: Jesus Christ. Disney is just like, it's too much, man. It's too much.
1: So Henry and Hook are staging the jailbreak. Henry super easily knocks out the fully grown guard because Henry is a badass now.
0: They go up to the tower room where Emma is being held. And Henry's like, Emma, my name is Henry. I'm your... And she's like, Henry, yes, I know. They didn't wipe my memory. I know everything that's going on. And also very sweetly, she says, I knew you would find me.
1: Oh, it is very sweet, even though it's awkward from people we hate.
0: Emma just has complete trust that Henry is going to find her.
1: And she has all of her memories because the author explicitly did not write her into this story.
0: Right, but he couldn't get rid of her. Yeah. Speaking of the parts of the story he wasn't writing, she's wearing this like shiny blue medieval dress. It makes me think that there is a whole story with what was going on with her during this time period that we don't get.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of been, it's like this weirdly shredded dress, kind of. Like, the texture of it makes it look like it's...
0: Well, she's been being held in this tower for who knows how long.
1: So, to entertain herself, she's just been tearing up her dress.
0: Well, I mean, we see that she's been struggling to get out, so...
1: Yeah. But Henry... Fairly easily frees her, all things considered. I mean, I guess he got the keys from the guard.
0: Yeah, he has the keys. It's fine.
1: So Emma's like, oh, Hook, you're here too. And he's like, do I know you? And she's like, oh, God. Okay.
0: She's like, your your cowardice isn't sexy anymore.
1: Yep, but they've got a wedding to stop.
0: Yes. Henry fills her in that they have to stop Zelina from marrying Robin because they need to get Regina her happy ending and blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
1: Emma's like, okay, we need to sail away from this place as fast as possible. And Hook's like, why? And she's like, because that wasn't an ordinary black knight. That was Lily. Uh,
0: Yeah, we see see back in the castle Lily waking up and taking off her helmet and transforming into a motherfucking dragon!
1: A dragon who they take care of fairly easily, all things considered.
0: Yeah, right?
1: Like, they they hit her with a cannonball and she falls into the ocean.
0: I hate that in this world Lily and... Emma were locked in a tower together for who knows how long, and the result was not, like, forming an awesome lesbian alliance escaping together and taking out Snow White.
1: Yeah. What happened was...
0: Disappointing.
1: So, Hook celebrates with a healthy swig of goat's milk.
0: Oh, that's so gross. And that would be
1: warm. It's
0: hot. It's, like, you know that's how yogurt gets invented, right? Carrying milk around in a leather satchel in the warmth. That's gonna be some chunky ass milk.
1: Hook created Gogurt. Uh, for the rest of the show, remember, Hook is the creator of Gogurt.
0: Also, Hook's like, yeah, I can't drink rum. I'm allergic. Is oh.
1: that his unhappy And
0: Yeah, you know how he was like, the dark one has even worse things in store for me? That's what he has in store.
1: So, Snow is living in Regina's pointy house.
0: Yeah, the pointy castle. The pointy castle that looks like the pickle building in England that inside a bunch of swords. Hmm. So in this scene, she's wearing a red dress, which still would look way better on Lana Perea, but looks better than the shit she was wearing last week. So,
1: Although, you know who she's definitely being outdone by here? Granny. Granny is effing bringing it. I love Granny's evil outfit. And it's
0: <laughs> It's got a, like, knit red cape because... Granny's bringing the textile fabrics no matter where she goes, even when she's evil. Yeah,
1: and she's got like these black jewels and the sort of black feathery hat. The whole thing. A
0: fascinator. Yeah. It's a fascinator. Uh, she looks great. You know how in the real world, Granny's kind of neutral at best?
1: Yeah, Granny's there.
0: Well, no, I mean, I mean as far as the good and evil spectrum.
1: Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Granny's there. She doesn't do things. She's there.
0: Do you think it's the same here? Yeah.
1: I think Granny is there here. Okay. Hey. The one thing I'm disappointed about, we don't get to see Evil Red.
0: Oh my god, can you even imagine? Do you think Evil Ruby's outfits would be like super prudish?
1: Oh yeah. She goes full uh, Silver Age Scarlet Witch. She has the wimple and everything.
0: <laughs> yes! Anyway, so Snow White is super pissed at them that they didn't manage to get Regina's heart.
1: Or Henry. Remember, Mm. she's after Regina and Henry.
0: But anyway, she tries to do the evil thing and y'all, she's just not as good at it as Lana Paria. I have
1: a hard time imagining that she can do... We know that dark magic is rooted in extreme emotions and I'm really not getting that from her.
0: Yes. Also, I have trouble believing that she can command a room the way that Lana Puria does. She just doesn't have the same gravitas, especially saying the same ridiculous lines. I mean, that's the problem, right? That is a freaking skill, to say those lines and have people take you seriously.
1: I mean, she crushes one of the dwarfs' hearts and we're like, eh.
0: Right? She's like, now you're down to six. Whatever. It's doc. it's doc
1: so anyway emma tells hook that he's probably gonna need to fight at some point he's like i don't know how to fight
0: and she calls him a regular jack sparrow
1: in the other world which yeah we get it disney
0: no no that's not okay that just raises more questions but as long as we're talking about the scene we should talk about what they didn't give us last week but are giving us this week some awesome outfits
1: Okay, yeah, Emma's utilitarian fantasy outfit is awesome.
0: Yeah, because it's like, it's a gray undershirt and like a black doublet and tight black pants. She looks incredible. She can rock a doublet. Oh, man. Oh. Anyway, she tells Hook that because this is still his body, he just needs to let his muscle memory take over.
1: And as she's lingering on his muscles, he's like, so we were having sex in the other world, right? And she's like... Yeah, there, not here.
0: And he's like, I'm so jealous of my other there.
1: And Lily shows up with evil Snow White and evil David and the dwarves. And I kind of love this because Lily's like, there she is. There's the woman who hit me in the throat with a cannonball. And then she just kind of stands back and lets other people. You can turn into a dragon.
0: Um, They only had the budget for her to turn into a dragon once this episode.
1: But Emma beats the shit out of the dwarves. And... Mary Margaret's like, wait, I know you. You're that girl I locked in a tower because you said you were the savior. I'm evil. <laughs> okay,
0: so who bore Emma?
1: Yeah, that, that raises some questions. And Emma's like, okay, I know you're evil and you're not going to listen to me, but you're my mom. He's my dad. You're both way too boring to be evil, so cut it out. Cut it out now. Stop it. F- Stop it.
0: Hook picks up his sword to defend her.
1: Oh my god, I love Hook cowering with the sword.
0: He's hilariously holding it wrong. Yeah, it's like in
1: action movies from the 80s and sometimes the 90s where, you know, the hero's girlfriend picks up a gun and she holds it all floppy-handed because she's like, what do I do? I'm a woman in an action movie. Because that was before the badass action girl who still needed to be saved trope was a thing. So...
0: I just want to point out that David's wearing a lot of eyeliner in this scene and a lot of scruff. David has become the bearded but eyelinered man that he wants to see in the world.
1: Mm. Mm. Good for him. So Henry shows up and he's like, oh crap, there are a lot of adults here. Do I have to do the boy hostage thing again? I thought I outgrew this. I've knocked out so many people this episode. But... Emma's speech about how Mary Margaret needs to remember who she really is just didn't work at all because, you know, alternate universe. But Coward Hook is like, hey, you need to run with your son and do that thing, you know, stop the wedding. I'll hold them off.
0: It's okay if I die because I am completely on board with this whole everything that's happening is fictional thing. So just fix it and then it won't matter what happened to me.
1: But he does a really capable, like he beats the shit out of David. And Emma and Henry are just standing there watching this. Do you not get what he's doing? He's yeah, fighting them. Yeah, he's
0: buying you time. Run away. I get that. It's so frustrating because I get the show wants it to be dramatic and they want us to, like, feel the emotions. But run!
1: He's literally fighting to buy you time to run. and
0: Fly, you fools!
1: And he kicks David's ass and he turns around and he's like, look, I kicked David's ass. And then David stabs him from behind. Which was James's move, remember? Oh, yeah, it was. Also, good for David. he It's been a while since David got to kill someone, and we know it's his favorite thing. So. I know,
0: he was all itchy for it. That's why he put on that eyeliner.
1: But Hook is dead. And Emma's making that entire sacrifice pointless by being like, no! And then Snow throws a fireball at her, and Emma's like, oh, right, that thing we were doing, and they run off.
0: Thankfully, they were out of CGI budget to make that fireball effective, so she and Henry get away.
1: That was... This show does fireballs on the reg, but that fireball looked awful.
0: It really did.
1: So, back with Rumple, he goes into his house with Belle and this random baby. And he's like, Belle, if I had to do something bad to save the universe, would that be cool? And she's like, whatever you do is cool. You You're st- a cool person.
0: He's like, would you still love me if there was some evil inside of me?
1: And she's like, okay, let me get the strap on. But she's like... I believe in you and I have faith in you and I'm sure whatever you do will be the right thing.
0: She's like, let's seal the deal by drinking tea. Oh no, I chipped a cup. It's alright, it's just a chip. Yeah, you know know what? It's ruined now, Belle. It's ruined. It's been a long time
1: since we've got to go off on how you can't drink out of chipped porcelain. It will cut (sighs) your mouth.
0: It's ruined just like your relationship.
1: So Henry brings Emma to Regina so that they can share true love's kiss and break this spell.
0: That's what I thought was happening.
1: But no, it's just because they need to take her to the wedding and... Okay, I'm sorry, but I love the captioning here because it has Emma going up to Regina and and it just says, breathlessly, Regina, which is their relationship.
0: And then she's like, Henry, can you give us some alone time? Because remember, Emma remembers, so she's all... She's all like, hello, person who is the love of my life and I have a complicated backstory with but knows none of this because of a spell.
1: And Emma tells her, Emma's like, Regina, in order to break out of this reality and go to a place where you are the queen you deserve to be, the first thing you need to do is get your happy ending and to do that you have to break up this dude's wedding and totally make out with him.
0: And Regina's like, um, I don't need a man to get my happy ending.
1: And Emma's like, yeah, yeah, girl power, whatever. You know the theme of this show is fairy tales, and fairy tales are deeply rooted in misogyny, so we all just have to roll with this sort of thing.
0: That sucks. Yeah. I hate this.
1: And then Regina immediately flips her script, and she's like, but what if he doesn't love me back? It's really lucky Hook died.
0: Because of that, now she gets to tell Regina, oh, the love of my life just died, like in the previous scene, and I never told him I loved him.
1: I'm going to cry out of the wrong part of my eye, according Thanks, to Encyclopedia like like Brown. Proud. And Regina's like, that one pretty tear has convinced me to go break up this random dude's wedding.
0: Nothing makes me want to destroy heteronormative weddings more than seeing your pretty face, Emma Swan. That's the way I choose to interpret that scene anyway.
1: So Robin and Selena are getting married in a stone
0: church a church. It's a church. Okay. It's a chapel. It's a, it's definitely a chapel.
1: Okay, so Jesus
0: exists here. Oh, let's. Oh, I don't, we don't even have time for that. Especially because if we start talking about Jesus, then how in the world are we going to talk about what's going on on that woman's head?
1: Yeah, there are some. There are two women who have interesting hats. Although one woman has I'm a sorry. way. More,
0: that, that woman's hat, that's, that's, whatever, it's just a floppy hat. That woman did not come to play. This other woman? This other woman's hat.
1: It's basically modern art. This is, by the way, I know we don't always do this, but this woman is MVP extra.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Okay, so her hat's like an Appa cosplay
0: thing? It does. It looks like she has a giant stuffed Appa from Avatar The Last Airbender sitting on top of her head.
1: Uh, for those of you who haven't watched, just
0: Avatar, Google image search it.
1: Yeah, it's this weird poofy hat thing with weird markings yeah, on it. It's
0: like it's it's gigantic. It's easily twice the size of her head. It's white with brown markings, and then like I don't I don't even know. I can't.
1: It's got protuberances off both sides, and
0: I don't even know what's happening with this hat and more to the point who okayed this hat right the costumer was like i'm gonna stick this on our extras head and everyone just went with it or did this woman bring it from home right and then insisted on wearing it or maybe this woman is like the producer's niece and he insisted that they put his niece in as an extra and then she showed up with like blue hair and they were like, but all, but there are no scenes in the modern day in this episode. And he was like, I don't know, figure it out. So they had to put this ridiculous hat on her. That's the story I'm going with, TBH.
1: Also, Selena's wedding dress is interesting. It's fine. It has, it has see-through sleeves that are covered in white puffballs.
0: You know what? It's better than this modern tyranny of sleeveless wedding dresses. Mm. I hate that that's a thing now, that wedding dresses don't have sleeves anymore. a woman cover her arms if she wants.
1: I think they should have detached sleeves. I just really like detached sleeves, and there's not a lot of uh, ways you can wear them.
0: I don't know what you mean by a detached sleeve. Do you mean a cold shoulder? Yeah. I love cold shoulder cuts. They're great.
1: But, yeah, so Henry's like, go on, Regina, just run in there, ruin that wedding, and then everything will be perfect.
0: And then she's like, oh, you wouldn't understand this because you had all of your memories wiped, but... I told you I would get you your happy ending, and now here we are, getting you your happy ending. I'm definitely not jinxing it by saying that.
1: And then Stiltkin shows up.
0: Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, it's the dark one. I got him.
1: And Rumpel's like, I'm not the dark one. I'm the light one, dearie. And oh. Emma's like, you hear what you're saying, right? Nobody non-evil has ever called anyone else dearie.
0: But she's going to sword fight him while Regina goes and graduates up this wedding.
1: Okay, so the woman with the really weird hat has changed positions in the church. At first she was at the front of the church, uh, but now that Regina's peeking in through the back door, she's in the back row. I'm assuming so people won't be distracted by her giant, giant hat.
0: It's funny because I'm sure they didn't think that we would notice how many more people are in this church than there were before, but they didn't count on us being distracted by this woman's hat. So... Rumble
1: and Emma sword fight for a while before he remembers, oh wait, I've got magic.
0: And in this world, because she's not the savior, Emma does not.
1: So he just knocks her out. He starts sword fighting with Henry. Regina is just standing in the goddamn door. Hey, it's just like what happened in the old thing.
0: Yeah, at the tavern when Tinkerbell told her to go into the tavern and find her true love, and she just stood in the door watching his tattoo instead.
1: So she's just standing there watching him, and and Robin notices her, and he smiles at her, and she smiles back.
0: And then he goes back to the wedding, and he's like, and the bishop's like, repeat after me. I take thee, Zelina. And he says, I take thee, Regina. (laughs) Exactly. It's basically Ross and Emily's wedding from, from friends.
1: Henry's like... I mean, I know we just did this, but go in there. We are buying you time. Stop standing at the doorway making awkward smiley faces at Robin. Go in there and kiss that dude. And then Rumple knocks the sword out of his hand.
0: People in this episode are terrible at having time be bought for them.
1: Yeah. But okay. anyway. I kind of love this because Rumple's like, I'm sorry, but in order to save my reality, I have to murder a child. And Henry's like, I'm 17.
0: Also, it's like, Wow. That sounds really evil. It sounds to me like if your goals require the murder of a child, it's super evil.
1: He's 17.
0: Oh, I was just thinking about David and Mary Margaret and how they threw a baby into a death pit.
1: Oh, no, that's infinitely worse.
0: Infinitely worse?
1: It's worse. But uh, Regina's like, oh, wait, that is my kid. Because, you know.
0: The maternal feelings come bursting through and she jumps in front of Rumpel's sword.
1: Hey, Weird that the maternal feelings didn't come through for Mary Margaret when she was trying to roast Emma.
0: Fuck Mary Margaret.
1: But, uh, Regina jumps in front of the sword, and she's dying of being stabbed to death, and Rumple's like, Oh, I should probably go. And he light teleports away?
0: Yeah, yeah, he gets to light teleport away, because as we've discussed, apparently light magic and dark magic are a function of the magic and not a function of whether or not you do fucking evil things with them.
1: You know, like trying to stab a child. But the bells toll and it's too late.
0: Because the bell tolling, we learned last week, is the end of the novel. And when the novel ends, everything's set in stone? For some reason? I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's done. Robin and Zelina are married and no one gets their happy ending. No happy ending for you.
1: I like that Will got invited to the wedding. The wedding lets out at this time, and Robin's like, Oh my god, someone got stabbed and you know
0: he sees that it's he sees that it's Regina and, you know, he loves Regina. And Zelina's so jealous that Robin's worried about this woman bleeding out on the ground that her skin begins to turn green with envy.
1: And she just runs off. Because she's like uh let's not go near that bleeding woman i don't want to get blood on my wedding dress and robin's like what is wrong why am i marrying you why did i marry you and she's like oh no jealousy and she flees into the woods
0: it's actually envy
1: envy yes
0: i know i'm sorry we we americans use the words interchangeably but they're not no in fact they're opposites Jealous is when you have something and you don't want someone else to have it. Envious is when someone else has something and you want it. The words are opposites, but we use them to but we use them to mean the same thing. Hmm. That's kind of awesome. The English language is kind of badass.
1: So, the author's like, nah, 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 and and Emma clocks him, knocking, conveniently knocking the quill and parchment out of his bag.
0: Yeah. And she's like, well, fix it. You're the writer, unwrite it. He's like, yeah, I can't because, you know, foreshadowing for this podcast warning. I used magic for personal gain and then I lost it.
1: Mm. So Henry's like, wait a second. I'm the one competent character in this show now. I can do whatever I want.
0: And he picks up the pen and it starts glowing. And he's like, yeah, MPD, I'm the author now. What are you going to do about it? And the author's like, well, you might be the author, but you don't have ink made out of the blood of the savior.
1: And Henry's like, well, I am the truest believer. So if I believe that my mom's blood, Regina in this case, will work, it will.
0: And then he dips the pen into her wounds, which I have to be honest, is a little body horror-y to me. I mean, like... It's weird how some things bother you and some things don't, but I cringed when he dipped the pen into her blood.
1: It was pretty gross. I, it, this also must be so awkward for everyone who's just standing with no context watching this go down.
0: Eh, yeah. whatever. It's a really poorly written story. I'm sure they see lots of weird stuff happening with no context all the time. They just roll with it.
1: He writes down, he's like, thanks to the hero Regina's... Uh...
0: Wait, Let Let me. Let me. let me read the line that he writes, because I actually really like it. It's, thanks to the hero Regina's sacrifice, Isaac's villainous work was undone.
1: Yep. And it glows white with light magic and everything bamps back to normal.
0: I just really like the simplicity of that sentence. But also, it's kind of pretty and poetic.
1: Henry's a much better author than the author already. You know what
0: Henry would be really good at? Crafting wishes.
1: Ooh, he would be.
0: I wonder if that's a thing in a magical world, a service that you could do for people and charge for.
1: Yeah. And everyone's back in storybrook Regina's not dead anymore. Emma's fine. The Sorcerer's Apprentice is fine.
0: The Sorcerer's Apprentice, more importantly, is there. Mm. Which, I mean, he wasn't in that scene that they were in, in the author's book. But he's there in the middle of Main Street. And...
1: Emma goes running to the loft to look for Hook because the last place we saw him was destroying uh, Henry's book bag to try to find the book.
0: And Emma comes back and is freaking out because there's no Hook. And then, oh, he's upstairs. He's that was like, such a ha-ha, dick ha-ha, move on his... ah,
1: Ha ha, you thought I was dead. Ha
0: ha. Okay, now, to be fair, he does say that he wasn't trying to fool her. He was up in the loft looking for her.
1: Why would she be up in the loft?
0: he went back to the he went back to the house looking for her when he came to and he ran upstairs to see if emma was upstairs
1: shouldn't david and mary margaret have seen him then
0: he they were still passed out he woke up and they were still passed out
1: no i'm calling bullshit on that i'm calling bullshit on that that was a fake unreveal for no good reason
0: okay but it's the writer's fault not hooks' fault
1: mm. but emma's like oh i'm so glad you're not dead i'm she, fond of you
0: she throws him down on the bed to to tell him how glad she is that he's not dead but, but yes you're right she does refrain from saying i love you
1: which come on maybe she, maybe season maybe season one emma possibly season two emma we are like four seasons deep emma should just realize that she needs to say that before people die in front of her
0: maybe she doesn't want it to lose its meaning by saying it too much
1: I'm sorry. No, I think it's shitty if, like, the only time you tell people you love them is when you're about to die or they're about to die. Like, it means less than, I think. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. I think it devalues it if the only time you can tell people what you think about them is when you're about to lose them. So Isaac's disappointed because, like oh, I don't have my magic author powers now, and also, like... And,
0: and also, I don't even get the benefit of the happy ending I wrote for myself. Yeah,
1: I'm not a bestseller anymore, I don't have any fans, or money, or... Uh, or
0: an identity in this world?
1: Yeah, because presumably, Isaac hasn't existed for, like, Not
0: since the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, he wakes up and grabs some keys from the counter in Rumple's shop and takes off because, you know, I don't know what his plan is. But as he's running out the door, Belle is coming in and she's like, "Oh, oh, I am so unhappy with you right now." He's and, and Rumple's like, "I was just trying to make, I was just trying to do what was best for everyone." She's like, "You trapped everyone in an alternate reality."
1: That's why we were all mad at Regina in season one, although. He manages to do the thing that always gets him out of having to apologize for doing bad things, which is dying.
0: Yeah, he's having a heart attack because his heart's so full of darkness or whatever.
1: So David pulls over Isaac. David and Mary Margaret pull over Isaac. I get why he was, like, running because the whole town, no one's, no one's happy with him.
0: Although I do have to say, like, he didn't commit a crime. When, Did is, he?
1: when has that ever stopped them from holding someone indefinitely in jail? Remember what happened to Will Scarlet.
0: You're right. I like, I guess, I guess, I guess there are grounds for false. And I guess there are grounds for kidnapping.
1: For Isaac?
0: Yeah, he kidnapped everyone and trapped them in another realm. Yeah,
1: it would be hard to prosecute that.
0: They don't have Max. They I... don't have a courthouse or a legal system of any of any in, in any way, shape, or form in this town.
1: Okay, so I want to do this verbatim because Mary Margaret and David... I know, it's the worst thing. So David and Mary Margaret pull Isaac over to the side of the road and Mary Margaret says...
0: Wait, instead of doing it verbatim, which I get, I get, I actually think I should go to the trouble of dropping this scene into the recording.
1: Years ago, you set us on a path to hurt Maleficent and her daughter.
0: Why'd you want to hurt us so badly? The truth? Charming? It's not you, but who you represent. You remind me of a boss that I once had.
1: One bad boss started all this.
0: A lifetime of bad bosses. Of people like you who fancy themselves heroes pushing around people like me. It was my turn to win. To be the hero. Here's Max. hmm Everyone in this scene is terrible, okay? The author is making this violent nerd argument where he's like a jock was once mean to me so now I'm literally gonna kill a bunch of people who are unrelated to that person and somehow feel like I'm justified in doing it and meanwhile David and Mary Margaret are like we did something truly evil we made a choice but we're gonna hold you accountable for it and at the same time we're not gonna recognize that the pain you caused had nothing to do with us it had everything to do with our choices, and the pain was inflicted on two entirely separate people who are not here. And also, that's not the reason he did it. He did it because he thought it made a good story because he's a fucking terrible writer. Yeah. i yeah. sorry, did you want to add something to that?
1: No, you're right. Like, these are, bu- these are, it's just all people blaming other people for their bad choices.
0: Oh, oh, wait, it gets worse. It gets worse. Okay.
1: It gets worse. Okay.
0: You became a villain because that's what villains do they make themselves happy at the expense of others but it just makes them more unhappy
1: oh my
0: you mean like trying to get out of raising your daughter by throwing another baby into a pit is that is that the kind of thing you mean mary margaret oh fuck you fuck you oh my god i hate mary margaret
1: or or do you mean starting a war to make yourself feel good. She she literally, she started a war because she was mad Regina had something that she didn't. That was her whole thing for getting her kingdom back. She wasn't doing it for the people. She was doing it because, oh, that's my crown and I want it back.
0: Well, I mean, Regina was a pretty bad ruler. She killed a bunch of... She only became a ruler so that she could kill Mary Margaret, and then she killed a bunch of people trying to get to Mary Margaret.
1: Would Mary Margaret have been a better ruler?
0: No. Yeah, Mary Margaret's like, no, the crown is somehow mine by right because...
1: Also, yeah, Mary Margaret believes in monarchy, which is its whole other bag of fish, but...
0: Yeah, anyway, Mary Margaret's very undemocratic.
1: Mm. She declared herself mayor. I know. Well, so did Regina. So did Regina, true. Oh, David declared himself sheriff. Emma actually ran for sheriff and won in a fair election.
0: So basically, don't follow any of these people except for Emma. Mm. And then... Henry later, because he's her son, and apparently that means he knows what he's doing. Anyway, back in Regina's office, Henry's sitting there with the pen like, Oh, man, this is a lot of power to control.
1: Uh Uh-oh, omnipotence. And the Sorcerer's Apprentice comes up to him, and he's like, Hey, so did you ever read the last Harry Potter book? And Henry's like, Yup. And Elder Wand's the uh, author's pen.
0: Yep. Anyway, the Sorcerer's Apprentice fills in some backstory, basically, Hey, the Heroes and Villains book is erased, but that's because it was all fiction to start with.
1: Hmm. Don't
0: worry, viewers. The Once Upon a Time book cannot be erased because it's real. Also,
1: don't feel bad that uh, Emma and Henry basically time-aborted uh, Rumple and Belle's baby.
0: It's, it'll come back. Anyway, Henry's got to be a recorder now, but also not make up his own stuff, even though it's tempting, because... Them's the rules.
1: He breaks the magic pen, but later we'll see that the stuff he writes can come true anyway, That's so... because the
0: power's not in the pen, the power's in Henry. As I said back before when they were telling the author to choose a quill.
1: It's a magic feather situation.
0: Any sufficiently cool-looking pen <laughs> will activate in the author's hand.
1: So back in Rumple's shop, Rumpel's like, "Oh, I'm dying, and Belle's like, Oh, I guess that means I love you again? Because...
0: Because I'm secretly Lacey and I love the bad boys? No,
1: because literally any time Rumble's about to die, Belle's like, oh, oh, I guess I love you. It happened back when she had no memories. You know, Uh, it happened when he sacrificed himself to save uh, the town at the end of the Peter Pan season.
0: She says she loves him, but does she really love him or is she twisting the knife here? Because she's like, hey, guess what, dumbass? Your whole happy ending thing, you could have had if you just stopped being a jerk for, like, 30 seconds. Which is true.
1: Yeah, the two of them are spending a lot of time hashing out their relationship when he's about to die. Well, I guess now would be the time for it, because he's about to die.
0: Right. When
1: else are they gonna get it?
0: Tomorrow would be a bad time to do it.
1: But she's like, I don't love Will. He's just a booty call. I guess I'm stuck with you.
0: Oh, poor Will. Poor Belle, too, really. Yeah. It's like she thinks because he needs her, that creates an obligation in her. And that's just not the way it works. I do feel so bad for her.
1: But he's about to go full Dark One, so... (sighs) She's sobbing over his dying human form, and it's all just terrible. Back at Granny's, they're having one of those yay-everyone-didn't-die parties that they throw at the end of every season before the next Big Bad rolls into town.
0: Although these parties always end with next season's Big Bad interrupting everything, so I don't know why they don't just stop throwing these parties. Yeah. Buffy eventually stopped throwing parties. Anyway, there's a scene where where Snow White, and David apologize to Hook for the whole, like, killing him thing, and he's like, oh, it's okay, you weren't yourselves.
1: I am gonna hold this over... You two for the rest of forever, though, which he doesn't.
0: Okay, and now the really terrible thing happens. Emma's like, hey, seeing you guys be evil made me realize that throwing a baby into a pit wasn't a truly evil act. So apparently, if it's not genocide, Emma's just down to forgive. She's DTF. DTF.
1: By the way, she does this directly in front of Lily and then goes over to be like, Hey, so... Are
0: we cool?
1: We cool. And Lily's like, yeah, you know what? My mom and I are going to go on a road trip to find out who my dad is because it turns out I was conceived when Maleficent was in dragon form and when dragons are flying around, they're super horny and don't remember stuff. So. No, no,
0: no, no. It's not that they're super horny and don't remember stuff. It's that her father was also in dragon form, so Maleficent doesn't know who it was.
1: Wouldn't it presumably just be some dragon? Are all dragons also people? Because David has some stuff to answer for then.
0: In in D&D, all dragons can shift into a human form. So yes, David has lots of stuff to answer for. Also, I have to say, it's a Mamma Mia.
1: Or it would be if we ever saw Lily again.
0: Oh, spoiler alert, we will not. This is it,
1: we're done. Okay, did something happen with the actress? Or it seems really weird that they set up this big plot for Lily and Maleficent and then we straight up never see them again.
0: I mean, did they decide that it wasn't interesting to people? Because it was interesting to me! I care! Anyway, Belle comes running in to let them know that Rumple is dying of evil.
1: Yeah, and then he's just gonna be an evil husk flying around shooting evil at people.
0: Yeah, he'll be so. He'll be nothing but evil with none of that humanity containing it, so.
1: Luckily, the Sorcerer's Apprentice has a solution. Instead of sucking a magic person into the hat, he can rearrange it so he'll just suck the evil out of Rumpelstiltskin and trap. Okay, in
0: the hat. So... In this episode and the next season, we will see that the evil that creates the Dark One is kind of like the Venom symbiote. It is an oily black goo that infests a person and makes them be the Dark One. So he's going to suck the symbiote out of Rumple, basically.
1: So he, he takes out Rumple's heart, which is almost entirely black, and then he says a little rhyming poem because, okay. That's
0: how magic works.
1: Okay, and it starts sucking all of the Venom symbiote out into the hat.
0: And the name Stiltskin starts glowing on the dagger, right? And it starts to erase itself like Marty McFly in Back to the Future Part 1.
1: And the uh, it works.
0: Everyone's like, yay, we're done. And okay. now the heart is all glowing white, which is bullshit because Rumpel had some evil in him even before the symbiote infected him.
1: Yeah, the Sorcerer's Apprentice is like, now he'll be the good man he was before the Dark One took over. Most people have red hearts. We've only seen one person with a different colored heart. That was Henry, and it was golden.
0: I have chosen to believe that the heart is white because he sucked all good and bad out of him, and he's going to be starting over from a moral standpoint right now.
1: Oh, you you don't think it's like when uh, the vision lost all of his emotion and became white?
0: No, no. I think it's I think he is now a perfectly neutral person and any action he does is going to flood his heart. And Tell so, my
1: wife I said hello.
0: Exactly. And so actually the very first thing he does when he wakes up will decide whether the heart becomes like pure red or pure black.
1: That doesn't happen, by the way.
0: No, what happens is that the symbiote claws its way out of the hat and goes inside of in, and goes inside the sorcerer's apprentice.
1: And was like, oh, wait, I have magic, right. And she light blasts the darkness out of him.
0: Yeah, because you know what would be really bad? Someone with the powers of the Sorcerer's Apprentice having the powers of the Dark One. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. she light blasts it out and it escapes the shop through the mail slot. Which is funny because it's like all powerful magic, but it's stopped by a door. I mean, come on, it's not fire.
1: But she sends Mary, Margaret, and David after it, which what are they going to do?
0: Right? She should have had them stay and resuscitate the Sorcerer's Apprentice, but no, she stays behind. Which I guess is important, because he wants to tell her that-
1: Well, he's, like, dying, but still have exposition to barf out.
0: Yeah, he says long before your stories began, this other story happened, which kind of annoys me, because it's King Arthur's story, which is not anywhere near the first story.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's just before the Snow White crap started.
0: Oh, okay, I guess. Anyway, he says that the sorcerer is Merlin, and Merlin's the one who contained the evil into the dagger in the first place, and... Go on. Is that not what he says?
1: No, it's what he says. It's just...
0: Oh, you're just... You're eh aying at what we learn later in the season. That's
1: not 100% accurate, but okay.
0: Anyway, he contained the evil in the dagger and tied it to a person, and... Anyway, I guess evil's better if it's just in one person than if it's floating around free-range.
1: Okay, some slight spoilers, but only if you're a super nerd into Marvel stuff. Or if you listen to Jay and Miles' uh, podcast, which you should. Explain the X-Men. But basically the deal with the Dark One is that it's a uh, Necrom anti-Phoenix thing. Uh-huh. That's it. Okay. But Which isn't really what he says here, but yeah. Emma needs to find Merlin. Because
0: he's the one who can fix all this.
1: Yeah, he's the one who can get rid of the Dark One for good.
0: Which, can he? Because if he could, I feel like he would have.
1: Yeah, you don't seal things away if you can destroy them. Right. Which I was thinking about, you remember in Charmed when they were doing the Proscript season and Billy had to fight demons all by herself? Like, they found the new witch who was fighting demons by herself. Uh-huh. And, you know, she was fighting a demon and it's like, oh, what are you going to do? You can't use the power of three to destroy me. And then the sisters were like, oh, yeah, but we're here and they destroyed it. Uh I was like, okay, yeah, but what did people do? And then I remembered, yeah, people just sealed away demons until something could show up to destroy them. And that's why the sisters kept on having to deal with stuff in the first few seasons that was sealed away. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's...
0: But, I mean, to be fair, Merlin prophesied that someone who could destroy the darkness would show up, and that person is Emma, so...
1: Emma's not even the only savior, which is its own different bucket of worms. Oh which man, we'll get, we'll into, get into
0: that. But the Sorcerer's Apprentice
1: tells tells it, her to find Merlin,
0: and it's not bad advice. That's actually what, that's that's the next story hook. It's okay.
1: Yeah, it's fine. This scene is awesome.
0: Okay, I hate this scene.
1: Wow, we went two very different directions there. No,
0: no, no. It's okay. It's okay. We're it's. I hate it for the same reason that you like it. Okay. This scene lies to us. It paints a picture of how amazing the next season is going to be, and I already know that it's a fucking lie.
1: So the darkness finds the most evil person in the general vicinity, which for some reason it decides is Regina, not the people who threw a baby into a death pit. Yeah,
0: fuck that. Anyway,
1: I love Robin Bum rushes it. Bum rushes the darkness that's filling Regina and he gets knocked back.
0: Anyway, Emma says they have to tether the darkness just like the sorcerer did. And she goes to Regina and Regina's like, no, don't. I'll take it. And Emma- I can
1: handle. like, I- I've been evil. I can handle this. I can take care of this.
0: And Emma's like, no, you worked too hard to become good. I'm not going to let this happen to you. She tells her parents she's going to take it into her. They figured out how to take the darkness out of her once- They're going to figure it out again.
1: Looks like another baby's going into a death pit.
0: Guess not. And then Hook's all sad. He's like, no, don't go. And she's like, I love you.
1: And he's like, like, I "I know.
0: know. He doesn't really do that because he's Hook.
1: But she thrusts the empty dagger into the swirling vortex of darkness. And
0: and then we see it like engulf her. Like it starts at her arm where she's holding the dagger. And then it just like slowly swirls over her.
1: Jennifer Morrison is selling this because this is basically all CGI.
0: Right. So she's having to stand there like pretending that something is taking her over. And she's doing a good job considering how little she must have had to work with visually.
1: Okay. Also, the shot of her, it's a little, it's a mid shot of her standing there with the darkness like swarming down through the dagger into her. It's a great shot. I feel like this is where all the CGI money went.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. This, Be- is, this is an amazing end of act two moment where everything is darkest, no pun intended. Okay. This
1: is a real Empire Strikes Back moment here.
0: Yes. The darkness engulfs her and then the darkness and Emma disappear. And then all that remains falling to the street is the dark one dagger with the name Emma Swan. Awesome. Yeah, see, you think it's awesome because that's a fucking awesome scene, but it's lying to you. The next season is not going to be that amazing.
1: Okay, the Dark Emma stuff starts out really strong. I mean, the next episode's kind of eh, but the Dark Emma stuff starts out strong.
0: We'll talk about it.
1: We will talk about it, but I really enjoyed this episode. I, def- I think you're just, I think you're just grumpy because you know it's coming.
0: I'm absolutely grumpy because I know it's coming.
1: The hell season.
0: But not yet. No, no, I really hate the Dark Emma season. Really? Yeah, because all of the cool stuff Dark Emma could have been is is overshadowed by her parents being terrible and them not really going there. But you know, you know the scene. Okay, I'm definitely gonna have to bleep this out. But you know the scene in Infinity War where they're, <laughs> and then Peter Quill up.
1: Yes, I am aware of that scene.
0: The next season is just that scene forever.
1: There is some cool visual stuff, and it is some of the better acting we see out of Jennifer Morrison in this show. (laughs) Ugh. Anyway, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought this was a very good episode.
0: You know, I tend to lump this episode in with Operation Mongoose Part 1, which I think is fair because I feel like they probably even aired as one episode.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: But, yeah, this episode, I didn't hate it as much as I hated Operation Mongoose Part 1. Henry was so cool in this. Henry was cool in it.
1: Henry does not get to do stuff after this. Henry gets to do stuff like two or three times a season because he has the Neil problem. Where he has common sense and is competent.
0: Common sense is just a show-breaking superpower on Once Upon a Time. Yeah. All right. So that does it. You want to talk about fashion?
1: Granny killed it.
0: Emma killed it.
1: Emma killed it, too. I really love her adventurer's outfit.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, too. And I like that you said adventurer's outfit because it really is legit, like, the outfit that you get when you're a level one D&D character before you start outfitting yourself. Oh, yeah. So,
1: and uh, that, that one woman had a really interesting hat.
0: That was quite a hat, it really was. All right, so that's it, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's it. We're kind of
0: that wraps. That wraps up chapter six. That wraps up season four. Next week we'll get into the dark swan.
1: Next week, Merlin is bringing sexy back.
0: Merlin is bringing sexy back. Oh, Merlin. Our show is partially listener-supported through Patreon. If you would like to become one of our patrons, you can click the Patreon link on our website, ilovetelevisionzines.com. You can also find our old episodes there. We would like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Cassidy, Alec, Alex, Alicia, and Ryan.
1: If you would like to support us in other ways, you could also rate and review us on iTunes. It helps other people find the show.
0: If you want to talk about this episode, head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ilovetelevisionzines.
1: We can also be contacted at I Love TV Zines on Twitter or at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com.
0: So until next week, I'm Tina. And I'm Max. And this has been Welcome to Storybrooke. Look who's evil now! Not Shelly too! Oh my god, like
1: look at me! And my evil demon bod! Now watch me shove this high! Straight
0: up your love rod I'll tear your body into shreds And beat you with his balls And then I'll swallow up your soul Without gagging at all
1: I'm sexy, I'm cute And so evil to boot